Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cabs Thoughts, Cabs Talks and we're into season 3 now. I know it's been a bit of a while getting back into the swing of things. I took a little bit of a longer break. Life gets busy sometimes, you know, but we're back. We're back on it and we are kicking things off with lockdown, the third update. So London's lockdown and what's happened since the second London lockdown update which was posted on July the 1st so over three months has passed by and we're over six months into this whole pandemic I think so a lot has happened and some might say we're back into normal swing of things really so the government has tried to essentially get the economy back up and running but the thing that I would like to add is to what end because you are getting the economy kick-started but there's this inevitable and long-standing kind of balancing act between balancing that out with the numbers of numbers of patients getting back into hospital the cases increasing over time and I don't think the government's done the best job whilst they are in an unprecedented situation I'm not entirely sure some of the kind of rules and policies that they've come up with have been the best but in any case let's try and recap a little bit about what they've actually done so I think the retail industry actually started to get back into action after the restrictions were put in place and this happened not too long before the second London lockdown episode so about mid-June and then slowly but surely the government essentially unshackled a lot of industries such as cinemas reopening and casinos and whatnot and then introducing additional measures such as face masks being required to be used in public spaces. I mean, I don't know why it took so long for them to introduce that kind of thing, but that is, you know, it is what it is. What can you do? And then gyms of all places were one of the last places to open. And as we all know, health and fitness is so important. And it's a shame that that was the last thing that was um, set to reopen. But in any case, there's been those types of measures and then that's understandable you want to slowly open up the economy and there's other types of measures such as the eat out to help out scheme that kind of kick-started in August and then kind of spilled over into September and it was absolutely crazy I get it it's a great opportunity to go and try restaurants that you haven't necessarily had a chance to check out but it was absolutely busy everywhere. Nobody was really following the right protocols. I think what what else happened before or just when the lockdown kind of came into place, it was a two meter rule and they reduced to a one meter plus rule. So no, no wonder everyone's so confused, but everyone enjoyed themselves. And undoubtedly, I think numbers rose kind of coinciding with the August September rise and now I think the government's trying to 
rain that rain things back in you know schools are open now and the excuse or the blame is going to those that have essentially been out and about i.e young people but it's it's so confusing and it's really frustrating so today in fact a couple of hours ago i watched the prime minister's uh, press conference so it's a coronavirus update i was expecting something significant to come out of it i was really kind of unimpressed because it came across like a bit of a non-message not really adding anything to anyone's lives this is how i analyzed it uh, all they really added were tears so good use of time i really appreciate that uh, boris that you've come up with three new tiers but you've not really implemented any changes you're basically saying watch out things are on the rise but also here's some nice shiny new tiers that you can use or we will use when the time comes so you just wasted uh, a lot of our time just to mention a shiny new product and now kind of the messaging's changed as well it's so confusing before it was you know catch the virus control it or maybe not catch the virus but you get what i'm trying to say but now it's you know hands space face something like that and to be honest with you i just don't pay attention this is why i'm so frustrated by the the conferences i just try and keep in the loop as much as i absolutely need to and not learn anything apart from the fact that liverpool is in that very high risk tier fine but what about the rest of us um so yet to be yet to be um disclosed we'll see what's happening i think one um one journalist actually asked a really interesting question she goes so look boris you've literally just said that what the situation we're in now is like um, the lights that flash up in a passenger jet essentially i.e you know engine failure whatever you can you know imagine so it's a serious situation but in the same breath boris just basically said hey there's three tiers and nothing has changed you just go ahead um at your own devices and she queried is it because you're not getting the buy-in from the local authorities and he really flapped about a lot and he looked super sus suspicious there to be honest he was very he was very much like oh is she's on to me so i feel like that might be the case but the long and short of it this is the way i looked at it is that let's say there isn't the buy-in from the local authorities he did say in the same breath that if local authorities don't keep things under control kind of national lockdown would be the next logical step he didn't say obvious he didn't spell it out because someone doesn't want to um, alarm anybody but this is the kind of non-messaging that's going on and it's really unfortunate but in terms of the other things that have been going on um, what's happened so I mentioned the schools reopening hopefully you know that's that's helped and exacerbated situations depending on the way you look at it another weird message messaging kind of that came from the government was things like non-essential offices to open up so i've been uh, clear in my podcast that i've been working from home and that's a great kind of benefit for me and i'm not 
in kind of, I don't need to be going into the office. Then all of a sudden, Boris gave that message to say, actually, people in my position should be going back into the office. And then, then there was a backtrack as well. And it's frustrating because everybody listens to the guidance that comes out and companies all across the country, they're waiting for that next message to come out and they act upon it. And instead of instead of giving this confused messaging, why don't you just keep those businesses, you know, leave them at peace to get along and get the get their jobs done because they are still fueling the economy without fueling the virus. But I, I don't understand why there's such a disconnect between different departments in the government and then ultimately the prime minister. But that happened. And then there was another thing about, okay, you need to come in and then travel by different means if it's all possible. So don't use the tube. I don't know, cycle in if you can, drive in. But then again, talking about disconnect, the congestion charges kind of expanded into this seven day affair. So no doubt not people are going to be driving in because you don't want to be in a essentially a capsule that's going through um, the underground of London and essentially spreading the virus with ease. Because I remember that quite vividly. People have to get into work. They don't have the option. You know those industries that can't work from home? They have no choice but to use the means available to them. And those that have the luxury of a car, they're obviously going to drive, but they're going to be priced out of the market by things like the congestion, the congestion charge or the ULES charge. And that's also frustrating for a lot of people. And not to mention the people that have been shielding all of this time. I actually called up my bank today and I called up my car insurance company today. And I've never experienced it this way. So the car insurance guy, really helpful and cheery. And obviously the messaging of, um, or the subject of COVID cropped up. You know, are you driving your car much these days? And, you know, redundancies and job losses, you know, worrying. He mentioned, you know, he, he's getting a bit frustrated because he's actually in the office, but there's no one to talk to. And that made me think, you know, let's not, forget the subject of mental health and that was that was the lesser of the two examples I'm about to, about to share with you the second example I was on the phone for ages I didn't actually get the resolution I was after but because I was on hold for such a long time because everyone's on, on hold and working from home people are trying to get kind of answers from management by uh, messaging facilities like Skype and this lady kind of just started to share her situation with me and I felt a bit bad for her to be fair she was kind of saying that you know asking me am I working from home and she's basically been on a ventilator I think a couple of times in the last six months and it's a bit weird right I'm a customer and you know that's a business and really a level of professionalism ought to take place but obviously we're all humans at the end of the day and in it together so i tried to help her out and you know put things into perspective 
but yeah she's really struggling i don't think she's actually been out of the house for the last you know six seven months except obviously to go into hospital and she's got you know severe um form of asthma and you know really felt for that because um i've got asthma and it's not to that extent but at least you know i've been able to go to the gym i've been able to go for walks and you know have some you know meet people and uh, go out to eat and things like that and you know she was just saying i really just want to get out just you know get dressed and just go out and i just said you know hopefully things will you know normalize a bit and she's asking me she's asking me of all people um you know what do i think's going to happen and i just think that's a shame you know because you just um the government's kind of just you know forgetting about such a vulnerable class of people and i think it's just an extra highlight that we all need to think about each other you know a question was raised in the press conference today to um to one of the advisors asking um, them to shed a bit more light about those that are shielding because nothing has really been mentioned about that class or group of people. Um, apparently tomorrow's going to, going to be coming out tomorrow about that. But, you know, you're just basically giving non-messages and we're in six, the num number six or number seven in terms of months and you're just saying it's going to get worse you know, pay attention and do what you can for the people that are struggling, you know. Not to mention the furlough scheme is about to run out. So it's very testing and worrying times coming up. Literally at the end of this month, I think the furlough scheme is about to, about to end and that what does that actually mean for everybody? So it's very stressful, I can imagine, for everybody. And it's tense. Even, even me, I think at the beginning of lockdown i wasn't too fast maybe in the second lockdown um, a little bit you know up and down but i am a little bit you know frustrated by the um the level and the longevity that this is that, that we're going through uh, this lockdown the uncertainty behind it and you need to have your wits about you and i, and I got the impression that if businesses you know that are employed to do a job that are really struggling. They're kind of reaching out to their clients base, client bases and asking questions on a really deep level, which they wouldn't nor ordinarily do. That says a lot about how people are coping in this pandemic of ours, you know? But that's, um, I thought that'd be an interesting kind of tidbit for people. But what else have I forgotten to mention? You know, I've noticed, um, I've heard anecdotes that school rules are kind of ridiculous, to be fair. So schools have opened, but also, you know, you have to ensure that kids and teachers are adhering to this new world and the new rules that are in place, which obviously means social distancing, number one. I mean, how adults can't even social distance properly how on earth are kids supposed to number one number two you know you're supposed to wash your hands regularly i've heard um that there's been kind of makeshift sinks and taps set outside and so you want kids to wash their hands with ice cold water and you know how effective really is washing anything with cold water 
Um, so that's just something else, but it's just all very frustrating, very up in the air. And I was expecting a bit more of a solid message today. I, and I am quite disappointed that we didn't get that. And basically I was just left more frustrated than I, than I began. I was probably better off not even turning on the TV, but I'll know for next time. I think what, what they're doing is they're gearing up, they're setting up this structure in place so that they can kind of say, look, we warned you and here's this traffic light system. Here you go, we're going to place you, uh, we're gonna place this region in this kind of um, level of severity. What else did he say? He said, um, soon enough, you'll be able to put your postcode into a system and you'll be able to come up with a list of the restrictions that actually apply to your area. How crazy is that? So I think what I might do is end on an interesting article or a news story that came up not too long ago and it's about this it's about this ballerina um, apparently her name is Fatima and it's a poster that's been published by HM government and the tagline is Fatima's next job could be in cyber and in brackets she just doesn't know it yet and you're probably thinking okay what, what what does that even mean? But the, these are the two issues. Number one, it's saying, you know, cyber first, that's the tagline. And the real tagline is rethink, reskill, reboot. And it just shows the disconnect. You know, I mentioned disconnect earlier and the distaste. I mean, I'm looking at an article right now and somebody tweeted about it and said, how hideous is this? Fatima's dreams dismissed degraded denounced and let's not focus in on Fatima necessarily and let's perhaps think more about what this actually suggests and I just think it's kind of saying that look we're in a new world jobs are going to be lost just uh, retrain and figure it out even if that um, people have basically dedicated their lives towards obtaining skills and qualifications in order to kind of live their dreams and re you know passions and it is um, a bit of a mistake but it's also really worrying isn't it uh, we all know that theatres and events and all sorts of types of, you know these types of places they've all shut down and what does it mean for these types of performers? But I think it's such such a distasteful thing to do and a mistake to essentially just say, look, you know, we know you've done that, but everyone's working from home and you need to get with the program. It's easy, just go into cyber. And that it's easy to um, be cynical about it at the at the best, at best, let's say they had many departments working on this one project and they just got it wrong. They didn't do the market research and they didn't pitch it to focus groups in order to work out how people might take it. And at worst, it is essentially indicating how bad the situation is 
and what you can expect going forward and essentially we are in that phase of mass redundancies and mass industry shifts and it's here to stay so that's just something to think about but I hope it's been interesting I know I've kind of talked a lot quite passionate about this topic clearly and didn't even think about it think I was going to be but there you are uh, lots happened and lots will continue to happen so I'll probably have to do some sort of update perhaps in the future but one thing I will leave you with is one thing that my bank rep left me with and she genuinely meant it I could tell from the bottom of her heart she said you know stay safe she's very scared and I don't want anybody to be scared on that level but just think about um, how other people might be doing and definitely stay safe we clearly need to keep these numbers low and wish you all the best but hopefully stay tuned for episode two not too far from now see ya